Welcome to Kick Your Butts, a show where excuses, limits, and boundaries go to die. Where moving through everything that's holding you back is the key to stepping onto your infinite path and achieving the success you deserve in life, business, and relationships. It's time to take those butts and kick them into oblivion. Now here's your host, Susan Desenzi. Welcome back to another episode of Kick Your Butts, where we come together to obliterate those butts, boundaries, excuses, and limiting beliefs that have held you back from stepping into who you really are and on your path of infinite possibilities. I'm excited to be here for another week, although I spoke last week about my realizations that I wasn't being 100% authentic to myself and what that meant ultimately for the podcast was that I was going to be moving to a new podcast and changing channels. What that means is not just changing the name of this one, but actually starting a brand new podcast just because it's important to start off with fresh energy and because I'm really changing the format of the show to some degree, again, still me coming on, talking, you know, just by myself sometimes and bringing on hand-selected guests, that it is important, again, that I honor myself completely. And so I did talk, you know, last week about what I realized. And one of the things that I have always believed is that we are spiritual beings having this human experience, and not just these human beings having spiritual experiences, which is where, you know, the movement has been for a while. You know, people call it like, you know, the woo-woo movement and new age and things like that, where more people have become aware of that deeper spiritual part of themselves. And I really view that as your authentic self whatever that may mean for you. And so I wanted to come on now to talk a little bit more about that spiritual stuff and human stuff and how it can create confusion. Because I know for me, it created a whole mess of confusion, a better part of my life. If you remember from some of my story early on in this podcast, I talked about how I had the awareness of who we were at the core since age four. And I have talked about how it kind of screwed me up for many years because I couldn't understand how we could be these deeply spiritual beings to me, meaning I didn't have that language then, obviously, but I knew there was something more. I knew there was something way more than just who we thought we were in this physical body and what I could see on the outside world. I remember growing up, as I've talked about in past episodes, in an interreligiously married family where when we would go to places of worship to appease both sides of our parents' families, our grandparents, you know, the service would be this beautiful service about love and compassion and forgiveness and humanity and kindness. And then we'd all be in the parking lot and I would see adults gossiping about other people who they were just in the room 
you know, 10 minutes prior, speaking very lovingly and compassionately toward and about. And now they're talking about them in a negative way. Now, I didn't have the language when I was four or five or six even to call it hypocrisy or that they were being hypocritical. I didn't even have the language then to call it gossip, but I knew it felt really icky in my own body. And so as I started to grow older and I started putting different pieces of language to it, it became very clear to me that there was this big difference between this stuff called religion and spiritual, you know, beliefs and spirituality and, you know, faith and things like that, and this human stuff that we were experiencing stubbing my toe and feeling the pain or having my feelings be hurt by something somebody said or did or feeling anger or even feeling what I now would call some depressive thoughts or feelings or some anxiety or nervousness or worry. You know, I didn't really have that kind of language as a child, you know, totally. Not when I was a really little child. I just lived as a kid. I played, I laughed, I kind of did what I wanted when I wanted. You know, if I wanted to be silly, I acted silly. If I wanted to skip down the sidewalk, I skipped. I didn't care about rules or how anybody saw me or what they thought. And as I started to grow older and I started learning about the world around me, I started developing more fear about that kind of thing. Like, what would people think of me if I acted silly because in that moment I felt like talking baby talk and acting silly or what would they think of me if I you know was 15 years old and I was skipping down the street would they think I was a child and immature or how would I kind of deal with my own thoughts when I don't know maybe I was in class in a group project where there were kids who were way smarter than me who understood let's say science class, and they understood the concepts of what we were doing way more than I, if I acted like I didn't know, would I look stupid? Would I think I was stupid? Would they tease me? Would they bully me? And so as I grew, as we all do, we start to learn these emotional labels. And we start to learn the meanings of the world around us. You know, that like this thing that you write with is called a pen or a pencil, and this thing you write on is maybe called paper. And, you know, this is what love looks like, and this is what being mean looks like, and this is what happiness looks like. And we start developing our own ideas about how that's supposed to look for us. And so having that awareness at four really kind of did a number on me because as I grew older, I couldn't understand how we could have this deep knowingness inside, this something more, this something that's bigger than just ourselves, and have that deep, deep knowingness and, and faith in that, and belief in that, and still have these other human experiences that were confusing as hell, right? You know, like, why am I getting caught up in my ego and worried about what they think of me when ultimately I know it's all of our own journeys to take, and that we're here to dance in the playground of life the way we choose to dance. And however it looks for us is individual and unique and special to each person. And so part of the reason 
why I wanted to kind of explore this more, even though we've kind of explored this on and off throughout the time of this podcast, was because this is really the focus of my new show. I will share with you that the name of the new show is called The Spiritually Expressed Human. And it's really about navigating through the human experience. And the reason that I wanted to shift this show to that new vibe and new frequency, new flavor, and new topic is because I really want to have these deeper discussions about humanness and spiritualness and what that means for each person and how each one of us shows up and expresses as this beautiful, brilliant, shining diamond, this essence, this soul, this knowingness, whatever you want to call it, how do we show up in that every day in this human experience, in this body, where we will invariably come across mean people who say mean things and who are rude and snippy and snotty and bitchy for no reason. We will come across people, even maybe in our own families where we have conflict. We will think negative thoughts. We will have negative feelings. How do we manage through and navigate through all of that in order to really come back to a place of our own real authenticity what makes us happy? What drives each one of us? How do each one of us choose to move through the world? And I know it's it's hard as hell. I mean, I am a therapist by trade, and I see this all day, every day, that people are struggling to find their voice or to find what's important to them because they're living somebody else's expression, somebody else's expectation, somebody else's thought of what their life should look like. You know, the whole shoulda, woulda, couldas. And it's not easy because no one's ever really given us a roadmap. Each one of our parents was different. Our upbringings were different. Some of us may have experienced, you know, traumas of varying kinds. Like, you know, I felt trauma when I was 12 and I lost my cat, as I talked about in a previous episode, and my parents wouldn't let me go in to say goodbye as as the cat was taken to the vet or some of the traumas that I dealt with as a you know six-time sexual assault survivor which I don't even identify as a survivor anymore because I have thrived through it long ago and I truly don't have any triggers anymore that come about because of those experiences I have absolutely nothing but love and compassion for those four men who perpetrated those six instances in my life. And I know that sounds like fucking unbelievable. How could I possibly have love and compassion for them? And yet I do because I recognize from a deeper spiritual place within myself how they were gifts for me to grow and evolve and step into a deeper place of power and authentic selfness. And so those are my experiences. Not everybody has those kinds of experiences, but you each have your own. You each have the anxieties and the fears and, you know, some of the depressive thoughts and feelings that have come from growing up however you grew up. Even if you had an amazing childhood with amazing parents who loved and supported you all the time. My parents were extremely loving and supportive. 
And I have two older brothers who I'm still to this day are very close to. Now both our parents are gone, but I'm still very, very close to both of my brothers. And so I had an amazing childhood. We took vacations. We camped every weekend. My parents were very involved in our lives and very loving. And yet, I still felt confusion on how to be this human being having spiritual experiences and how to be this spiritual being having human experiences. Because again, no one ever gave us a roadmap. And so I wanted to share, especially how COVID-19 specifically right now has begun to actually clear up my confusion. As I talked about last week, how important it is to ask yourself those questions of, you know, who are you and who do you want to be? What is important to you? Where do you want to go from here? How do you want to show up in the world when all this COVID-19 stuff is over? What makes you happy? Those are still incredibly important questions to ask. And yet at the same time, you can answer those things from a very human perspective. Here's what you should do. Here's what you're supposed to do. Here's what others expect of you. Or you can ask that from the deepest place in your own heart and soul, your own knowingness that says, I know that if I had my choice, I would blank. I would, I don't know, start that business I always wanted to start, or I would follow my passion or follow my dream, or I would start writing because I've always wanted to write my book, or I would, you know, change my career. We really do have a gift before us right now with COVID-19 by being able to reflect and decide. We have this time to decide. And again, if you're on the front lines right now, out there working every day, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for who you are and what you're doing and putting yourself at risk day to day. But these questions are for you too. Because even if you're out there doing that every day, you still have the opportunity to shift in your life if you want to. Because we are all being asked to shift everything. And it isn't a question of whether we can or want to. It's a question of whether we will. Because we all can. And maybe you want to. But maybe you didn't take the opportunity previously because you're the sole provider for your family. And so you couldn't leave a job that you've been at for a long time because you were the only one making money and maybe you were the one that was making the most money. Or maybe you aren't the sole provider, but you didn't see how you had skills and gifts and talents that you could utilize in a way that could make more money than the job you currently have. Or you love what you're doing and you really don't want to do anything else, but you're not really sure how to grow that and reach more people. We have a really sad but incredible opportunity right now to really redesign all of that. And yet, if we look at it just from a bit of a human perspective, 
I'm this human being in this body, and I have these responsibilities and these obligations, and I have this, you know, these children or this partner, or this house, or you know, this car note or whatever. And I can't just go, you know, run off and do whatever it is that I want to do. And so, how should I be the most responsible? How really should I act and show up when I am out there in the world again? Or even if I'm out there day to day right now. And yet, at the same time, if you deny that deeper part of your own knowingness, your intuition, your gut instinct, that little feeling in the pit of your tummy that says, don't do that. Hey, you know, I, I, I know this has happened to me a lot through the years. And as I listen to it more and more, it started happening more and more often. My intuition became stronger and stronger, and I could hear it more easily. But I remember so many times, even as a kid, where, I don't know, I, maybe I was going out to play at a friend's house, and there was that quick thought in my head that says, oh, take your jacket. But I was like, oh, I don't need my jacket. It's like 75 degrees out. What do I need a jacket for? And so I wouldn't take my jacket, and I would be at the friend's house longer than maybe I thought I was originally going to be. And now it's chillier, and I'm cold walking home. And if I had had my jacket, I would have felt warmer. But I didn't trust that intuition. I didn't trust that little voice inside my gut that said, take your jacket. Or other things like that have happened to me a million times. And I'm sure they've happened to you too. Like, hey, make, you know, bring extra money or take the other purse or I don't, I don't know. There's a gazillion and one things that I'm sure has happened for each and every one of you where it was really your intuition and that little internal voice, not the voice in your head, but the voice in your gut, your intuition, that instinctual knowingness that spoke to you and you didn't listen. And instead, we're kind of trained to listen to the voice in our head that says you're not good enough, or you're supposed to do it this way, or in order to do it, you better do it right. Or you better give 110% because then people will know you're a hard worker. You know, all those various things that we are told and we hear from our peers and our parents and our teachers while we're growing up that kind of give us this outline of what it looks like to be a responsible adult, what it looks like to be a responsible person. And those are beautiful things, don't get me wrong. And at the same time, it can cause us to listen more to the voice in our head than the voice of our heart, of our gut, of our intuition. Now, I call it your heart's voice. I'm not saying it's in your heart. It could be in that pit of your stomach knowingness. You don't have to actually hear it as a voice. But it could be that quick knowingness where a flash of thought comes across your mind and then you disregard it. That is what I call, and I think a lot of people call, intuition. I know for me, it was just this deep knowingness. I didn't know how I knew, but I knew I could trust it. And I had faith in that feeling and that thought and that knowingness. The problem was as I grew older and I learned all this other stuff about being human, all these expectations and responsibilities and how other people kind of, you know, view me. 
And I don't mean what they think of me. I mean, like, you're supposed to finish high school and then you should go to college or get a trade and then you should get a job and work and then you should find a partner and maybe, you know, get married and have children and buy a house and all of that kind of should stuff that we hear all the time. And yet, I really couldn't discern as I started learning more and more about the kind of this human experience stuff, I really stopped being able to discern my heart's voice from the voice in my head. And I, I, I could hear my intuition and my knowingness and my heart's voice still, but I gave more weight and credence to the voice in my head that said, you shouldn't do that, or you're supposed to do this. And so I started listening more to my ego and the fears, and it pulled me more and more away from that source, that soul, that spirit, that sense of knowingness. And that's what I call spirituality. That's what I call learning to live your authentic self, is really diving in then and looking at what lights me up, what gives me joy and makes me giddy, like a little kid, like I want to just bop my head back and forth and dance around like a little kid feeling just very joyous and happy inside. What are those things that bring me that level of joy and happiness, that level of inner freedom and peace? And so right now, we have that opportunity to dispel the confusion, clear it up, and really take a look at those things that have stopped you from listening to the voice of your heart versus listening to the voice in your head. And one of those prime ways to do that is by asking those questions that I talked about last week and that I reiterated today, and then to also take it a step further and really look at if you could do anything, fill in that blank, I would what? Would you start a new job or a new career in a totally different area? Would you follow your dream? Would you get married, get divorced? Would you travel? Which, you know, again, right now with COVID, nobody can really travel. But I mean, you know, looking at your future, right? And looking at goals that you would set up for your future that you'd work toward. What is it that you would if you could? And again, I'm not big on the woulda, coulda, shouldas. <laughs> Not at all. As a matter of fact, I know that for the Spiritually Expressed Human podcast, after that's launched in a few weeks and it's rolled out, I will be bringing on a guest who is going to talk about that very thing. It's one of my favorite topics. And it's something I talk about a lot, not only in my own head about my own life, but also with my clients too, and friends and family and whomever, because the woulda, coulda, shouldas is what kind of hold us back a lot of the times. Well, you graduated college in business. You're not supposed to be a starving artist. Why do you want to do that? You're not going to make any money. Why the hell would you want to be a writer? Unless you're like J.K. Rowling, you're not going to make much of anything. How many people are really going to buy your book or even know you wrote a book? That kind of thing. Or 
I want to start my own business because I am a good businesswoman or a good businessman. And I know that I have these great innovative ideas. And yet you, you have started to do that. And maybe you really didn't get anywhere or you really weren't generating any revenue. And then all of a sudden you doubted whether or not you could. Well, you literally can do anything if it really fires you up and it puts fire in your soul and you are passionate about it and it's really in alignment with your heart's voice and not the voice in your head. It's not about making money. Yes, you have to make money and earn a living. Of course you do. But you can't start a new venture of any kind just to make money. That's why we work. A lot of us work jobs that we're unhappy in and we don't like and we stay in for years and years and we're miserable and then we get stressed and anxiety ridden and feel depressed and we feel like our life doesn't have a lot of meaning. And then they usually come to see somebody like me as a therapist because they're unhappy because they're just working in a job for the money. There was a, oh, I'm really bad. I have a great memory for a lot of things, but I really suck at remembering like the names of studies or, you know, research studies that were done or exactly when they were put out by whom. I'm really horrible with those kind of details, but fairly, I'm also really sucky at remembering like the names of songs and who, who sang the song, right? I couldn't tell you the artist or the song, but I could sing all the lyrics. I know the tune, I know all the lyrics, but I have no idea who sang it or what the name of it is. As a matter of fact, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but my husband used to tease me all the time because he's really good with music. And we'd be in the car and we'd be listening to a bunch of songs and he'd be like, okay, okay, who's this? And I'd be like, uh, Journey. And he's like, no, it's Deep Purple. I'm like, okay, whatever. Doesn't mean anything to me, right? Another song comes on. He's like, who's this? Who's this? I'm like, journey? And he's like, no, it's Boston. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And, you know, time goes on. Who's this? Uh, journey? He's like, it's ACDC. Like, whatever, whoever it was, right? And I'm like, I don't know. And then the one time, the one time it actually was journey, I said a totally different name. Because I thought, well, every time I say journey, and I don't know why I said journey, I don't know journey that well or anything. I, it just popped into my head that day. And that's what I said. And I kind of stuck with it. You know, I had stuck with it to where every time he asked me, I just said journey, journey, journey. And so one time when it was journey, and he asked me, I thought, well, I always say journey and it's wrong. So let me say somebody else. And I, I don't know, I said, I don't know, say Boston. And he's like, no, it's journey. So I, I clearly am really sucky. <laughs> That's just a fun little side story. I have a good memory, but I'm really sucky at remembering all those other details like that, even though I'm pretty detail oriented, because I remember more of like concepts and the meaty things, the deeper things. I remember all that stuff. And so anyway, uh, now, see, I forgot. See, that's what happens when you go off on a tangent, because now I can't remember where I was going with this. And I'm sure you're listening going, you were going to talk about, and I can't hear you. So I don't know what you're saying to me. So give me a second here to try to remember 
why I had brought that up. Oh, the research studies. See, I knew if I gave myself permission to remember, I would remember. So there was this study that was done, I want to say about 20 years ago, where they took two groups of college graduates and they asked them to place themselves into one of two camps. One camp was that they would make a million dollars in their job. And it would be based on their degree and their education. And so a group of, I want to say it was like fifteen or 1,600 people that they did this study with. And I want to say like, oh, I don't know, maybe 1,200 and some people put themselves into that camp. Oh, that, that was the question. You will be a millionaire. That's right. I'm sorry. It wasn't a million dollars. It was you will be a millionaire based on your education and your degree. And so about 1,200 and some people put themselves into that group. And then the other group was you will make a million dollars doing what you love. And there was only about, I don't know, 240 or 50 people that put themselves into that group. When they looked at these people, I don't know, like 15 or 20 years later, it was many, many years later. Again, it's the details. I'm not remembering exactly. So don't get mad at me if I got a little bit of it wrong. When they looked at them many, many years later, of the like 1,200 and some people who had put themselves into the group of earning a million dollars based on their education and degree, only like five or six were millionaires, like a very small handful of that massive group of people. But when they looked at the group that was only around 240 or 50 people who had made a million dollars or more based on doing what they love, it was like 200 of them. And that was such a powerful like, example to me how important it is to do what you love and follow your heart's voice, follow your authentic self. And again, part of the reason why I felt confusion throughout my life about my humanness and my spiritual knowingness and my spirituality and my soul is that I was following more of my head voice sometimes and really not being the authentic me that I knew was at the core and who was begging to come out and be expressed. And so with the new podcast, part of that came about, like I talked about last week, because I realized over the last five years, I've been trying to get back into a box again. Somebody else's vision for my life, somebody else's box of how it's supposed to look as an entrepreneur, as a therapist who is out on her own and not in private practices anymore, taking insurance and not in a job working for somebody else, that how I'm supposed to show up as this professional is that I'm still supposed to pick this niche. I'm still supposed to pick this, you know, idea that I have to label myself a certain way and that I have to market a certain way. And I just couldn't follow that vision and that box anymore because that's not who I am and how I want to express. And that doesn't make me happy. It doesn't bring me joy. What brings me joy 
is to just be me and show up. And that means tell you when I'm scared and I'm crying and I'm upset and I'm not handling this human shit very well. And at the same time, it's also telling you that even though I'm not handling it well sometimes, that deeper knowingness from my spiritualness, my soul, is telling me something different. And if I just get a little quiet and I stop listening to the voice in my head for just a moment, I can return to listening to the voice of my heart, my soul, my spiritual beingness that is literally just showing up in human form and expressing. And then I can make a decision about who I am and what makes me happy and what's important to me and how to move forward. And I would love to hear if you're doing this or have done this, whether it's, you know, prior to listening to this episode even, if you've done this in your life and you've, you've done this well and you've mastered this a lot, reach out to me at susandesenzi.com and just hit contact me and let me know how you're doing, right? How have you done this? How, how has it been challenging for you? And how were you able to move through those pieces for yourself? How were you able to turn away from the voice in your head that was preventing you from listening to the voice of your heart? I would love to hear from you. And if you're struggling and you don't know what the hell I'm talking about and just think I'm a freaking wackadoodle, that's okay too. Reach out to me and let me know that as well. Because maybe there's a way that I can help you through. And so just, again, go to susandesenzi.com and hit the Contact Me button on my website where you can fill out the little contact form and just reach out to me. I am, again, more than happy, as I will say each and every week, to get on a call with you to help you move through something, whatever it might be, that is causing you to feel pain or it is holding you back from living as the spiritually expressed badass that you are. And that's really a part of my new show. And so I'm sharing some of that with you now because Kick Your Butts is still me too. It's just that I need to move in a little bit different direction with a new show in order to really honor my authentic self, my spiritual badassery, and really step into my full expression of who I am as this spiritual being living in a human body. So I hope that you all have an amazing week, COVID-19 or not, and that you learn how to really quiet the voice of your head so that you can step into hearing the voice of your heart. You're worth it. And you really are a brilliant shining diamond that is waiting. The world is waiting for you to show up and see your brilliance. Have an amazing week. Go out and kick all those butts to the curb. Obliterate all those boundaries and limiting beliefs. Become that spiritual badass that you are. And I shall see you next week. Thank you so much for being here. I love you all. Ciao for now. 
You've been listening to Kick Your Butts, where sitting on your butts is no longer an option, figuratively and literally. To access the show notes and important links from today's episode, please visit kickyourbutts.com. While you're there, please share your Kick Your Butt story by clicking the Start Recording button. It might just be included in a future episode. Thanks for listening today. Now get out there and kick those butts to the curb.